Dotnet Rocks episode 609 with guest Tim Huckabee, recorded live Thursday, November 4th, 2010. This episode is brought to you by Telerik and by Franklin's.net, training developers to work smarter, and now offering video training on Silverlight 4 with Billy Hollis and SharePoint 2010 with Sahil Malik. Order online now at Franklin's.net. And now here's Carl and Richard. Hey, Vegas! Welcome to .NET Rocks! Here we are at Dev Connections. That's pretty again. good for a hungover crowd. It's a yeah. definitely. I can yeah. see it in their eyes. Yeah, no Some kidding. Of them, have, we ever, have we ever done a DNR this early? No. 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 Yeah, this is early, early. And it's not really early. It's 9.30, but we're in Vegas. It's early. So it's really more like 4.30 in the morning for <laughs> yeah. most of us. Oh, it's no, 4.30 in the morning. I was still downstairs. Jeez. I'm, so, uh, yeah, it's prone to late nights. But yeah. we get our work done, don't we, Mr. Huckabee? Yes, we do. We're here. We are here. With Tim Huckabee again. How many times have you been on this dumb show? <laughs> well, I, I was reliving the past when you're saying you started in 2002, and I had to be one of the first guests. Yeah, you're right? like in the first 10. Yeah. But I just, uh, I'm going to look it up. And then we did an embargo. I said, I'm not doing .NET Rocks. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm officially overexposed. Right. Um, but it turns out that we always have something new to talk about. And Of course. And this time is different from, because you've been on the show lately quite a bit, talking about different things, but this is different altogether. We're going to talk about... Uh, there it is, 31, June of 2003. Wow, how time flies. 31. Yeah. Well, right. we're going to talk about you, your, your new ventures. I mean, you're, you're sort sure. of... Sure, we can uh, talk about that and the internology thing and the cool software we build. And, right. Yeah, because sure. You, Easy. I mean, you founded, for those who don't know, you founded Internology 100 years ago. And, uh, Steam-powered computers. September yeah. of 99. Look at that picture from 2003. <laughs> Holy wow. cow! You're God. like twelve. No gray hair. Oh, God, that, thank God this is a radio show. <laughs> yeah. For anybody listening, go to the website Show Thirty One with Tim Huckabee. Oh, the in, very young. Tim and in Huckabee. that show, he told a Bill Gates story that will leave you crying on the floor. <laughs> oh yes. Was that that? Yeah. That was that. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, no. Yeah. We'll leave that out. Okay. Well, anyway, so Internology has been a consulting, uh, you know app development company for a long time and you've done a lot of work for Microsoft and you did some groundbreaking work with the Scripps uh, Institute for Cancer Research. Now you're sort of thinking differently. You're well, <laughs> I'm forced to think differently. Yeah. Um, Internology, uh, you know, a lot of folks know us, some, some people don't know us, it's a, but ultimately it's a service firm. It's uh, custom, one-off. Yeah, you build apps that people ask right? for. Right, you see a lot of our keynote demos. We drag customers on, sta- on stage. There's a bleeding-edge component to the company, so mm. there, there's a lot of cool stuff. You mentioned the Scripps folks who are solving cancer and all that cool 3D stuff. Right. We were on Grey's Anatomy the other night. Yeah. yeah. Not, not this week's episode. Last week's episode, we built a piece of 3D software that where you manipulate the human anatomy and believe it or not it was on the dumbest television show <laughs> in the world Grey's Anatomy and we got two minutes on there and but it's all one-off type stuff uh, we, we'd always had the plans to do a product company and uh, a product company is a much bigger deal right 
No longer. Well, is it a bigger deal? No it's actually, from a technical perspective, it's, it's quite easier. You're no longer dealing with the, the cushy market of developers who you know so well. Now it's the big bad world out there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the, the, the story by way, the, the genesis of this incantation is, I think, interesting. We did that uh, pretty successful project for that company, all the fast food companies that aren't McDonald's. Huh. The kiosks that go in the fast food okay. restaurants. That's WPF, believe so it or not. If you go so into it's your app that makes them ask you if they want well, fries the, with that. Yeah, or if you want four, if you want to turn your jumbo jack into a, a quintuple jumbo jack. <laughs> right, so, so we, we, my joke is we build the software that's helping you know save lives in cancer research. Yeah, that's right. I thought you were doing and healthcare. Then, this is like the opposite of And the same time, we're building the software for the companies that are killing the world with their cheeseburgers. <laughs> okay. Um, nonetheless, is a very successful project. Uh, we could talk about that project forever. That is, the science behind fast food is scary. <laughs> This it is, is really science. oh, and frankly, the science behind the casino software that we've built, but probably shouldn't talk about, is also pretty scary. But anyway, so got any tips? I think that's what the audience wants to know yeah. right now. I'll give you a tip. moment. I give you. You want a tip for Las Vegas? Stay away. To anybody in my my session where I said this tip out loud, I really shouldn't say this. Um, if if you want to win on the one arm bandits, uh, go to they're in banks. Yep. A little bu- bunch of them together? Yeah. They're in banks, typically in 8, sometimes in 16, sometimes in the bigger casinos, 32. If you see people start winning, play next to them. Play in that bank. Because what happens is the casinos, and this is publicly known stuff. I'm not giving you any NDA type stuff here. The casinos are allowed to make an exact percentage every night by law. I, I don't even know what the percentage is, 18% or wh- whatever it is. The only way they can make more money is to get more people to go like this, to play. The way they get people to play is they'll, they'll lower the odds on a bank of machines, and they'll all start winning. And they're usually in the main walkway, you know, where you enter the casinos, in the heavy traffic areas. And everyone will start winning on a bank, and every, the people walking by will you know, subconsciously go, oh, I need to play a slot machine. So they do, and they go to another bank, but the odds on that bank are pulled up because the winning bank are pulled down, right? At the end of the night, it has to come out exactly. You know, it's a ratio. And you thought thing. this was just a developer show first thing in the morning. <laughs> well, that, just, that's the cool thing about internology. We, we build software for every industry, right. literally. I mean, we, we're known for a lot of healthcare stuff, right. but fast food, uh, auto, uh, you name it, mm-hmm. you name it. So... Um, as a product company, are you going to focus on one product or one market, well, perhaps? So, so let me step back. Um, the fast food project, I got to meet and work with some, some pillars of business. You know, for, mm. for 20 years, I've been dealing with developers and yeah. technology people at Microsoft. And that was my, old, my world. I, I didn't realize there was a world outside, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. So uh, the CEO of... Resonate, which is the design firm that did the look and feel for the kiosk, which is beautiful, by the way. We just implemented it, right? We just did the, the XAML. They actually just they, they the did the design with these like gratuitous, you know, when you, when you upsize your fries, you know, the fries kind of spray, <laughs> spray out and they land nicely yeah, in I the bag. That. I and, did the spinning <laughs> fries. Yeah. That was me. Um, 
His name is Paul Sidlow. He's tremendously talented. He's won like 18 Emmy Awards. They've won five Academy Awards. For design. Because they do the, um, the uh, computer graphics, like in the Super Bowl. You know, or any sporting event, or the mm-hmm. Academy Awards. You know, they have those computer graphics mm. uh, during the shows. Right. They they, they do that everything type of stuff. Everything flies in and yeah. Flies you know, on the the annoying. If you watch the NFL on on Fox, the, the the annoying muscular guy that moves around and throws the football and all that. They do that type of stuff. Okay. Um, on ESPN, the the ESPN three sixty stuff, that three D stuff. I'm sure they're involved in that. Anyways, I got to meet this guy, and you know, I was honored to meet this guy. Um, and it was a very successful project. Ultimately, he hooked me up with some business guys. And I start, you know, real business, movers and shakers in Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, I started doing for them just at, because I think these are great people, honest, ethical business people, very successful people. And I'm sure they don't want me to say their names, so I won't. But they, um, they started using me to validate some of the companies they invest in, technology companies. So I'd go in there like the Grim Reaper and take a look under the hood, mm. and all these VC-funded companies, uh, hopefully not all of you are in VC-funded companies, but there's a lot of smoke behind the mirrors. Venture capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 some, a lot of these technology firms that are VC-funded are solely looking to be acquired, so they take a lot of shortcuts. So right. I would go in there, take a look, and say, yeah, that's a cool thing, or... You know, there's no market for that. <laughs> or, or it's just a demo. It's not a product. Yeah, that's upset. So I was right. doing that. And ultimately, I said, um, you know, I'm trying to start a product company. And these guys are like, oh, <laughs> we've been waiting for you to say it. It's like a year down there. We've been waiting for you to do this. Huh. So long story short, I, I, they, I, you know me, I, I want to do it differently. Um, I want this to be a product factory. Hmm. Because I not, am not interested in ever being a CEO for longer than a year again. Right, right. I'm not a CEO. Uh, it's a t- the CEO job is a lonely one. Tr- trust me, it, it is a lonely job. <laughs> um, don't have many friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a technology guy. I love software. Right. I love technology, as you guys well know. So, you know, I promoted Emily to CEO Internology, and Internology is a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she is amazing woman. She, she does such a fantastic job running that company. And it'll go for an ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. But I want this new company to be a product factory. The first suite of products that we're going to do, we've done, is kiosk and interactive digital signage. And it's 10 times more functional and a fraction of the cost than anything out there in the kiosk and interactive wow. digital sign. You know, full multi-touch, um, authentication, badge authentication type stuff, content managing your kiosk mm-hmm. from a Silverlight app. Right. All of them are black boxes, most right. of the kiosk systems. If you need the content changed, you go to the company, they charge $100,000, and they change the content. Right. We, yeah. we do self-service content management. Right. Wow. So it's like CMS for kiosks. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's a cloud-based version and all this. And, and when you say kiosk, are you talking about something that, I mean... Anything short of point of sales. Right, so that, that was the thing. You, point of we sales were is, about is the, a monster that, that would take some serious effort to get into. But no, yeah, and so this is normally the customer interacting directly with the device, not, not, well, a, not necessarily. an operator. I mean, I've seen a lot of kiosks where I go to get my get a new pair of glasses at a Pearl Vision Center or something like that, and they have, you know... a. LCD or plasma TV up there that's got content that's changing and it has to do with you know just anything from mood pictures to specials to things that they want to messages they want to convey you see them in airports all the time yeah I mean it's not just the television so, I mean that content is 
managed. Totally dynamic. Yeah. Is what, well, so there's a great, we're, we're building, shoot, for, for a, I, can't, I, I don't think I could say it out loud, but for, for major hotel chains. Okay. And it has all the, you know, the airport integration, the weather yeah. integration, but the hotel can also do the meetings of the day. Mm. And by the way, the local pizza shop can also do right. their electronic coupons. Buy a little ad time. And on. everyone content manages. Right. And, you know, it seems so, internology does some space age stuff. Literally, yeah. we yeah. build software for NASA, right? They did the, so, they did the Mars thing. <laughs> right. yeah. um, it, it's technically cool, but it's just a product. Right. You know, it's just a product. Just doing it well. Um, but, but that's the first one because it was the low-hanging fruit. Internology has done kiosk and interactive digital signage for years. You, you, you're using it. I mean, some of this casino stuff we've built. Um, but that was low-hanging fruit because we had a code base, a framework that we call it, and we could easily get that in the market. The next one, keep your fingers crossed. You know, I, Internology has a focus on healthcare. I want to build software that means something. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I'm really hoping is going to be an Xbox Connect based. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Healthcare type solution. This is it today? Is the Connect out today? I believe it is. Home healthcare, basically, where the doctor can look at you and interact that, with that, you. That is a perfect use case for home healthcare. You, yeah. you get a surgery. You're you're uh, an elderly, you know, person, mm-hmm. and you just can't drive to the doctor to do or to even do your physical therapy. Mm. You just can't get there. But you stand in front of the Connect. It measures, depending on how how big you are, uh, a million points. Over a million points, it measures in resolution, which means it could recognize the difference in our faces. Mm-hmm. Right. You can authenticate with this Connect thing. Wow. So imagine the little old lady, you know, doing her PT, her physical therapy, in front of the Connect. We're sending all the right. Um, metadata about her flexibility and such and the doctor is actually watching it and he could watch that he doesn't have to watch the points he could watch graphs he could watch you know the the end result right you know he could you could measure something and he could see that happening over time i heard a great story about the connect this week during the beta test of the connect they they, these are the the, all the beta ones that they put in people's homes to try them out, mostly I believe Microsoft employees, they had to send out a directive to all the beta testers say, please do not play with the Kinect while naked. <laughs> really? <laughs> because it's got video cameras <laughs> and we're using the data to evaluate how well it's working and, oh, so and we, don't, watching you. we don't need to see that. <laughs> wow. Oh my, I didn't know, I did not know that. That's a good story. <laughs> Who would do that, though? <laughs> who would do that, really? I mean, You're in a beta test. They're sending the data to somebody else. They have Put on some clothes. Your clothes on. <laughs> Shipping, they have like that cool raft game. I'm not much of a game player. I'm not yeah. a game player. That raft where you stand on the raft, you navigate the river, and then there's some dancing stuff. But yeah. Why would you do any of that naked? I don't know. I really don't know. That hadn't occurred to me. But I, it's interesting they got to the point where they actually had to send an email. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. So, um... <laughs> I don't know how we segue from that. But brought, brought the I, I conversation do, to a screeching halt. Yeah, you? I do have a dream, and I told one of my audiences this at the conference, um, and that is there are, there are millions of severely handicapped people, mm-hmm. uh, quadriplegics, paraplegics, that are, um, from an intelligence perspective, absolutely you know, normal like right. me and you, just really sharp people, but with no real way 
to communicate. There's no, there's no Facebook for these people. Right. Some of these people, the only gesture they can make is like blinking. Right. Yep. Some of them have small movement. Some of them use other type gestures. You, you know the people we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. The whole the Stephen How Hawking thing. How awesome would it be to build a community based on Connect where these people can communicate with people like us? Mm. Mm. Wouldn't that? And Connect is the only device I've seen that could do that. Well, At least that is real. You know, we've got these neural interfaces coming that. Yeah. The sort of work. So what, yeah, Richard so, and I do this keynote that's pretty wild. But So what, what do we know about the API of Connect? That's a great segue. So the reason I keep talking about Connect on, on, on your show and, and, and emails and publicly and stuff like that. It, put you, pressure on Microsoft. Yeah, you, this that's is a softball right. type question, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as, as design, the Connect team only could see games. That, that was their only, their only little kid games. And through pressure by me and Emily and you guys and, and dot, the .NET community saying, we want an API to that thing. Yeah. Um, I don't even want it plugged into my Xbox. I want it plugged into my PC. Yeah. Really? I right. mean, you should, how much longer before that head is part of a monitor? The same way that We want it laptop, in Windows. We want yeah, it in Windows. We want it everywhere. Yeah. So I, I, we're, getting, we're getting through to them. Mm -hmm. And when I say we, I mean all of us. They're hearing it. And they're finally bending on... Really? Oh, yeah. They're finally bending on... Yeah. Well, and then the CTO of Microsoft Healthcare, Randy Fusco, you know, the, they're getting pressure internally from Microsoft. Hmm. You know, who, who all these verticals, you know, automotive vertical, all these Microsoft verticals were counting on this Connect thing to have a .NET API. Sure. Well, and I don't understand why but it's We're getting through to them. So now they're saying, yeah, I think, you know, after we ship this thing, we, we may want to consider... You know, diversifying it to the point where we can get it out there. Do you think that there's, uh, you know, they they would just want to make all the money they can on Xboxes and games first? I don't know. I don't. I, I know that Halo moves the um, financials. Yeah. When they release release Halo, yeah, it can go like three percent. Wow. That was sobering for me. Wow. That, that their net income can move three percent. Well, it's a lot. They sell a, a computer lot of that game. game, a video game. Well, we're talking about you know the second most profitable company in the world, and moving it three percent. Yeah, because of releasing a that is title. a ton of money. That's yeah. my son. You know, what's that stupid game he just bought? Reach, Halo, Halo Reach. Reach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's so my they have a focus on games. Uh, they also have competition. Let's face it. They're, yeah. they're yeah. not. They're the first out the shoot with the, the what do yeah. we call this? The totally virtual the interface, gesture based. Yeah, without strings, without attachments. Interface. Does anybody does anybody not know what we're talking about? Connect. Everybody knows what the tall project. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Now so no controllers. You just use your. You just move around. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I can't speak for the Connect team. In fact, they're not even Microsoft. They're Xbox, right? right? They're yeah. a totally different org. Um, but I would venture to guess that they see competition, and they get pressure internally, and they're going to cave and say, "Hey, we need to get those .NET developers a little love." Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, but you you think about Microsoft's MO has never been about. I mean, let's face it. Innovation isn't the strong point. Innovation in a market, leading a you market. Mean currently, I mean, there's been c cases where they have, but in generic terms, yeah, they're they they're see, a follower. Yeah, they're a follower. They see what floats to the top, and then they do it better. That's been their Typically. mo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, I think the Xbox would be an exception to that rule, but yeah, 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 yeah but they weren't right. the original video game machine. They, but they and, were they they owned they bought a market. Yeah. It paid a they pretty literally hefty bought price for a market. Too. 
of what was it a billion dollar a billion capital dollars. investment yeah. Yeah. in hardware that yeah. they still haven't paid back but no. it doesn't matter and the same token I mean the Wii is not controlless but it got into this idea of physical motion as the controller mm. you know it connects a nice leap forward on that but it, it really you can say Nintendo defined this idea that we want to physically interact with our games but I mean just I, Twitch controlling I've said this on uh, earlier shows and I'll say it again I think the whole connect style interaction with computers is going to totally change the world. I think it will completely change the way we interact with machines, the way we interact with each other, and uh, I can't impress enough how the landscape is going to change because of this. Well, I mean, you're, you're barking up my tree because a lot of the sessions I do are on the natural user interface. And for yeah. me, the natural user interface is the hands. Speech, obviously, is part of that. It's speech. Of course, which got me excited, all that stuff you're yeah. doing in speech, Carl. Um, it's gesture-based, like, mm-hmm. like the Connect and other devices we're getting, and then... And touch. Neural. Neural. Where yeah. you think it and the computer behaves. Yeah. And you may not... I mean, this stuff is real. It's real. Emotive is the name of the company. They have a .NET API. You wear this headset, and you code to brain patterns. And you can affect software just by thinking it. I just turn and their it. their CEO Tan Lee is um, a true pillar of the industry. They've, it's three hundred bucks. It's at a retail type level. They, they they send you you buy one of these things. They send you the sample C sharp. Really? They're yeah. not they're not no. kidding around. No, this I is guess it's the, so know, the talk whole about thing those to measure brainwave levels has been around for a long time. You go to a you, you can buy on Amazon right now a game called Mindflex, where you essentially concentrate and as you concentrate a little fan blows a little ball up in the air and the fan speed is directly correlative to the amount of brain waves that it's reading but the net effect is like you think about the ball moving and it moves when in reality it's just measuring a level of brain activity when so you think these folks have in their first product have uh, maps like 14 patterns really? um, yeah and and you can bubble up a .NET event so, <laughs> for these so 14 patterns. So they're patterns. They're not just le- a level of a single area of brain activity. That is true. The brain is complex. Wow. They are just measuring patterns. And uh, they found consistency between humans. They pulled at, uh, what's, that, what's that conference? That, TED. Yes, the yeah. TED conference. They pulled a guy out of the audience, put the headset on, yeah. untethered. And within a five-minute demo, he was affecting the software. Well, he was, was making he? things move around. Really? By there a, thinking There was a cube it. floating in, in a space, and he yeah. was able to rotate it one way, rotate it the other way, really? push it back. By thinking it. And, really? And pulled him out of the audience. Yeah. Oh so God. when I saw that, that's when I contacted Tan Lee, and I was like, oh, I, you know, I, need, I need this. We, we need to integrate this. Talk about serving the paraplegics. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. Or the, the quadriplegics. I did see something. This is, uh, there's a, a future show on a Discovery Science Channel or something like that where a company actually was able to measure what happens when you think of a letter. And so they were able to make somebody think the letters in a sentence and actually type out on the screen the letters in succession. So essentially, they could write by thinking about a letter. It shows up. They think about another letter. That's what we need. Another letter. That's what the world needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. nutty. 
I mean, I, I, so, you know, the normally in these keynotes, is, your kid is going to come home from school and says, man, we're doing so much work on writing. I don't need to do that. I can just think. <laughs> think and, it. Yeah. Well, it, it changes the way we think about user interfaces to software, without a doubt. And it's not so futuristic anymore. Um, uh, they're on YouTube, and then Discovery Channel did a little thing on them. So you can, you can watch these folks. Wow. Um, I, I do know Tanley told me that Microsoft Research has invested in a number of these devices. Really? And are, um, you know, all those, those usability folks in research are working on some cool stuff. It would be a shame if it just went to, you know, shoot 'em up games. Totally agree. Yeah, there's so many more real world applications for this. Yeah. I, I think it's the future. I'm, I'm de- absolutely sure when we, there'll be, the mouse will be, you know, just like Scotty and, you know, that's computer? Star Trek scene. <laughs> yeah. He takes the mouse, he holds it up to his mouth, you know. <laughs> Hello, computer. Well, uh, so, so, so backtracking, you know, we have touch and we have multi-touch, um, but you guys have gray hair. Remember when we first got the mouse? Yes, R- I do. It wasn't, a, you know, Xerox. if you're under 35, you don't realize that it wasn't natural to reach your right hand down and grab something that was off the keyboard. Right. It took, there was a huge learning curve to that mouse thing. Yeah. And I was, you know, I've always been a PC fanatic, yeah. even though I was a COBOL programmer, but, mm. um, you know, we, we had a learning curve and, and we're experiencing that right now in touch. Yeah. Because whether we like it or not, Every or whether we use it or not, every computer from here on in is going to have multi-touch capability. Yeah, it, it's just they've come to a price point that yeah. some some hardware platform that made it inexpensive to put touch into the computers in and small devices. Yeah, mm. so that's going to change. You know, are we going to go in Visual Studio and use the pinch gesture to do? You know, yeah. to to change the font size. Yeah, you I mean, it me. seems we were, realistic to uh, be in yeah. blend. He, he totally, totally busted me. We were in, we were in New Zealand. We were at TechEd New Zealand, and I have family in New Zealand, right? I was born there. Mm-hmm. So we rented a car. We got to go visit the family the day before the show, and uh, I got GP. I got a GPS unit for the car because you know I don't drive around New Zealand every day, and sh- I went to change the size of the resolution on the map to figure out the roads, and I tried to pinch. Yeah, just, I that do it was all your the reflex. Time. Was not looking for a button or anything. Was just I tried to pinch it, and he's like, "Dude, it's not going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, if someone want. hands you a BlackBerry, you know, yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. Like the pinch gesture. Yeah. I mean, and I'm an old dog, so new tricks are relatively difficult. Yeah, but remember. that is ingrained in me now. The yeah. pin- and Apple, of course, made it famous. Yes. We, you totally take the ma- the mouse for granted. I remember teaching my younger daughter Kate when she was like three years old to play with the computer. And the only reason she was then interested because I'd found a Barney game. <laughs> but watching her learn to use the mouse and she'd look at her hand, move the mouse, then huh. look up at the screen and yeah. couldn't see that anything had changed. Yeah. There was a, it's a really bizarre disconnect that we just do by default now to keep your eye. I remember holding her head to keep her looking at the screen and then letting her hand move. So that she suddenly got that moment where I move my hand down here, pointer moves up there. Mm. But touch I, takes that away because now you're pointing on the screen where you want to go. Right. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to use touch for everything. No. You know, crud is, is a, a com- bad example of, of right, using right. touch. And a virtual keyboard is difficult. But still. a combination of gestures, speech, touch, and neural interfaces, you know, will well, change the way, we, change use the way we use the software. The piece we're missing is tactile feedback on touch. Imagine, I'm just wondering if there's a way we could make a screen 
feel like you click something when you touched it. And and let me add to that, um, you know, we do all those 3D anatomical apps, you know, teaching hospital type mm-hmm. apps. And the, the only thing we can't do is pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's the most important attribute of a surgery. Yes. So we could do the virtual surgery. We can pull the ribs back and, you know, move the heart over and, you know, yeah. get the kidney and, you know, yeah. all we can do all that in touch. But we right. can't simulate pressure yet. Like a scalpel. How right? much force you need to put on a scalpel to yeah. go through? You're essentially talking about artificial nervous systems. You know? Haptic feedback is what they call it. Yeah, Haptic so feedback. there are, you know, suffice it to say, there are people trying to figure that out on the hardware side. Mm-hmm. Those genius hardware people are trying to figure out how to simulate uh, the sensitivity of pressure. So for the practical... But if you could do that, you could get a tactile reaction yeah, we are in the space age here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we are in the future. But you technically you could get a tactile feedback from an actual. I was thinking that CTO. you know if you just put the right electrode at the right part in your brain, you know, then they could just send a signal to you, and you'd feel the pressure in your finger. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. We've been blown away by the uptake and the quick adoption of Silverlight. It's no secret, though, that the platform didn't provide for consistent integration with the web analytics services. Well, not anymore. As you might have already heard, Microsoft announced its Silverlight Analytics Framework, which solves the above-mentioned problem. But what's also interesting is that Telerik already provides support for the framework. Telerik's the first UI components vendor to offer handlers for the Silverlight Analytics Framework. Using RAD controls for Silverlight, you can immediately benefit from the advantages of the platform and start tracking the statistics of your applications. You can read details and download the handlers at Telerik.com slash Silverlight. And hey, don't forget to thank Telerik for supporting .NET Rocks on their Facebook fan page, Facebook.com slash Telerik. For those who are sitting here thinking they came to this session to learn some practical things about software development, what is... you know, these th- this this company obviously emotive e m o t i v dot com has something that you can buy and play around with. We can start working with touch right now. The touch API is built into uh, Win seven to Windows seven, and it's parity across all the devices. Parity across all the devices. So the, sa- the, the same API for the touch is going to be yeah. across the stack. Uh, not quite there yet. And plus, one might speculate, we have other devices coming yeah. from Microsoft but isn't that touch-enabled that might compete very nicely with that right. company in the Silicon Valley. No. Hard to believe. But isn't the click a click? Whether you do it with a finger or a mouse? Oh, yeah. In Windows, perspective? in Windows 7, um, touch is implemented like 98%. It's kind of funny. There's a couple places where it doesn't work. Uh, 98% of the Windows 7 stack a touch is a mouse click. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, and again, the, the computers will be coming with touch yeah. um, at, a, at a consumer price point. So, like, 3M has a 24-inch Windows 7 compatible monitor, which means .NET. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it runs in Windows 7, that means .NET. Uh, it's like 400 bucks. And it's got a beautiful fidelity of touch. Mm. The big ones are coming, though. Yeah. The 40s? The 40s and higher, HD... Windows 7 compatible, 2500 bucks. 40 inch? Yeah. Screens. That's coming. Next six months. There's, there's, that hardware's coming. Ugh. 
Yeah, just, all this stuff is at a consumer price point now. So right. it's it's really, it's like Richard and I talk about on stage on uh, these keynote things. It, it's it's opened up the world of software. Mm. These hardware guys. Yeah, and, and I'm. The hardware guys screw us a lot. Right. He keeps pointing at me because <laughs> I'm the hardware guy. Well, the you know the the multi proc thing is is a well documented nightmare. You know, at least it, it, as it relates to that. From a hardware perspective, multi multi processor is not a problem at all. It's only from a software pers- perspective that right. it's a problem. Yeah. Right. Okay, I would say it's the hardware guy's fault for. You know, Actually building a platform force. that and not telling the software guys that hey .net that, there's going to be a bunch of procs yeah you, you want to use them but that, I mean Intel's been screaming that for years it's just nobody's listening is that right it's, that's I think the truth. it's just a very complex problem it is a difficult and problem especially when you have to worry about backward compatibility and all that stuff I mean we need something totally new in order to do it any another complex problem that's on topic would be that Silverlight runtime is 4.2 megs. Yeah. The .NET stack is like 180 megs, something like that. Yeah, but they shrunk it down. The client stack is 50. WPF is like, you know, 45 megs. Yeah, but we've all, we've all got huge amounts of bandwidth and 4G wireless networks. But the, but the, I, I understand Grandma Huckabee doesn't have it, though. And there's a reason <laughs> Silverlight is 4.2 megs. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because Flash is 4.2 megs. Really? Okay. Yeah. They're the same size. I mean, Silverlight could be the whole WPF stack. It could they be. wanted it to be. You, yeah. could, you could download the entire, sure. you know, your runtime could be .NET. Yeah. yeah. Right? But it's got to be lightweight because it's got to compete with that other thing. So when, when you bring up engineering challenges, uh, one might speculate that's an engineering. Because there's a lot of Silverlight, like multi-touch, that's just not implemented. Right. Right. There's just a lot not in there. 3D, not in there. Because it's only 4.2 megs. You're trying to keep the so, footprint so That's an engineering back challenge. back to my list of what's available today for these new things. Obviously, there's no connect, but you can get, in Silverlight, you can get uh, frames from the webcam, and you can do any kind of analysis that you want. I mean, basically, what you come coming down to is just, if you're looking for motion, doing motion sensing is pretty pretty easy. You just... Have a, a you just have to difference one frame from another frame, and then just find a level, uh, a threshold at which the difference is enough, and then ah, we've got motion. So you know, there, I, and I, there are tools out there. I think what you're saying is, if I could paraphrase, I think what you're saying, Carl, is Silverlight is elegant in that you can pretty much do everything, and there's only one way to do everything. Yeah. In WPF. There's ten ways to do everything, and you never know which is the right way. Right. <laughs> it's so it's like the Win32 API. It's rich, it's deep, and all Have that. Have you seen any? But but you can't do pure 3D in Silverlight. No, no, you no. just can't. Yeah. Um, well, there are 3D libraries, however. So a couple guys I met in Bulgaria who were going to do a .NET Rocks with. That's perspective 3D. That's not real 3D. Yeah. No, but it's okay. But it is of it, it does allow you to take a 3D model map textures to it, move it around, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I want the entire .NET stack in the runtime. Yeah. That's not too much to ask. Yeah, okay. And nothing less. <laughs> what about, um, have you seen any third-party tools that get to, uh, get closer to these kind of cool things that, you know, besides Emotive, which is really, really interesting, that I'm going to go get one immediately <laughs> you of all people should own oh, of one of those I'm, it's already on my list <laughs> I mean with the, the work if you've I done in speech here right now, and that I would yeah. be ordering one I think you should yeah. get that yeah um, and, and speech is another thing uh, how many people here 
first of all, by show of hands, and I'll just relate it to the audience, have used the speech recognition API? Zero. Zero. That's, that's generally what happens when you ask that question, though. Yeah. It's very rare people have played with it. because. Well, I just think it's the, the wrong approach. Um, the programmers building speech grammars, you know, on the, you know, that are built into the code and hard-baked is, I think, a bad idea, so. But we'll probably see some tooling around that get better. Maybe for me. I just don't know that we'll speech see. has gotten a lot of love these days. Well, it's just because it's so dang difficult yeah. to do anything and that's you've flexible got a, enough. You've got a finite resource and so many CPU cycles. That was always the problem. That's really not the problem anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I'm saying that yeah. was always the it problem. Was always you didn't the problem. have enough CPU cycles to process in real time. That's right. That's not a problem anymore. The problem is in building good grammars, and the grammar is um, what can be recognized at any one point. And so you have a limited number of words or phrases that can be recognized, that's going to work out really well. But if you have a lot, the chance of it picking something incorrect goes up. So that whole, and so the, the idea is to build dynamic grammars, like a dictation grammar is one that's dynamic. Based on every word you say, the list of words that can come next are, are limited, but it does that in real time. But you can do that uh, as a programmer. You can do that as well. It turns out just to be extremely, extremely difficult. So I think there just needs to be some better tools to allow us to be more expressive with grammars. Is there uh, a question in the back? Yeah, could you get a little known secret? Hi, Peg. <laughs> we have celebrities in our audience. If you do do if what now? Email. Yeah. Listen. All right. So if you email listen at microsoft.com, it goes directly to the speech engineering team, and they will they answer questions. That's cool. That is a and then great. Peg, what, what's you, Peg. the the Wish Silverlight alias thing? Do you know that one? Oh, Scott Guthrie's always talking about that. Yeah, I think it's wish, you know, I wish thought they were at yeah, Microsoft.com. Or some wish, Silverlight, whatever it is. It'd be easy to find on the Internet. Right. But I, I always thought that was BS. But they, they told me yesterday that they actually drive the feature set on that alias. Really? Just common people like you and me can send, I, I want pure 3D in Silverlight. Wow. And if enough people say that, they actually build it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Where in where else in Microsoft do you see that type of interaction? Oh, we got to give some. Uh, as long as we're talking about innovation in Silverlight and things, Renee Schulte, we got to give him some love. He's the guy who did the. Uh, first of all, he did a 3D uh, library for Silverlight, but he also did the augmented reality toolkit. S L A R Silverlight augmented reality. Really. Augmented reality is, of course, when you're watching the NFL and they have the line of scrimmage that goes down, and it doesn't look like a real thing. It's a bright yellow line. But when the ref steps on it, it doesn't go over his foot. When people come in front of it, it stays there. And when the camera changes, it stays there. So well, augmented reality is basically taking video and putting graphics on that video that stay in perspective with the camera shot or within elements in the video. So like somebody walking around wearing a shirt with a tag on it, you could stick a graphic on that tag and no matter how he moves or whatever... The, the graphic will stay on his shirt. 
an augmented reality in the new company in Actis, the kiosk systems, yeah. is like if you walk into this hotel, which is is a nightmare. That is augmented reality, isn't it? It's going, and then the, the kiosk system actually runs on your phone, mm. and you need to find, well, the conference center, which yeah. is like a mile and a half away, yeah, and right. you're Different you're on zone. the other, yeah, and right. you follow yeah. the phone. It it. It, it knows yeah. which way it to has go. the the whole casino mapped out, the whole mandal, and it follows. And in a retail environment, that's very powerful. Oh yes. In that, in the world's largest retailer, which we shouldn't say out loud. No, but everybody. But knows finding it. something Can in there. Can we just there, say Voldemort? Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> finding something it's in that close store. To the name, actually. You know, realize their employees are not you know ten, twenty year employees. They don't know where anything is. Right. You know, if you want to find the potato chips. You know, the, in that building could be quite challenging. Augmented way. reality is taking that kiosk onto your mobile device and following you right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a Windphone 7 in your hand. Yes. And I love it because it's Silverlight. Is that where you're going? Do you, or do you want me to tell you why I hate it? <laughs> I've got a love-hate relationship. And I, I think one of the interesting challenges around that is, you know, you're talking about the size of Silverlight and so forth. One of the downsides to using Silverlight on that phone, and believe me, we've done a bunch of shows around the phone. Yeah. Everybody I find who's actually working on that phone loves it. Yeah. And by the way, this is a developer prototype. It's phone. not the final version. The final version... Uh, Shipping ships today. Ships, I guess. ships today. A few more days. Kinect came out first. The 8th. Yeah, it's the 8th. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's a few days to go. I just worry that there's all these additional cycles to run the Silverlight stack, which on a phone translates into reduced battery life. It takes more processing. Yeah, but uh, this has that magical Qualcomm chip. You probably know what the name of the, the chip GPU? is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the reason Windows Phone 7 was, was facilitated is because Qualcomm made this magical this, chip. Yeah, yeah, mobile GPU. Yeah. So, like on the iPhone, any anything GPU... Anything GPS-related is the battery drain, right? TomTom mm-hmm. Tom on the iPhone is an awesome piece of software, but you can't use it because it drains your iPhone battery. Like, battery yeah. uh, okay. These people have overcome that. Oh. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, I'm just using a pre-production wow. device. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we're back to the... Remember the Blackberries from like 10 years ago that you could use them for 30 days? Yeah. You charge them every 30 days? We're not there yet. No. Well, they <laughs> we're also not back to where we were. I have, a, I have this S743, which all of my friends, including these two, mock me for. But I forgot to charge it for two days, and it still works. Yeah. Unlike yeah, all these fancy feature. smartphones. Yeah. It's a feature. But apparently uh, the production version of the Windows 7 phone has much better battery life than this prototype. The battery, the prototype battery life is really bad. Mine wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I can get a, I think we're now we're, we've accepted that if you get a day, that's yeah. enough. That's yeah, acceptable. A day's, a day's yeah. enough. I mean, I'd rather have a month, but I get a day, and that's accessible. Yeah. Acceptable. At night. And I actually use the phone to talk. Yeah. Which is weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to. What's uh, wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Not to my about. children. My, my kids won't <laughs> talk to me. You know, I have to text yeah. them. How but. do you feel about consumer adoption of this phone? I mean, that's the big debate right now, isn't it? Personally, I, I don't think this phone uh, in its first version will attack the consumer market in any significant way. I think the bold promise for the Windows Phone 7 is enterprise. And I've always said that, and I will continue saying that. Yeah. Let me tell you my idea to have, the, have a million of those phones sold over Christmas. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's evil. 
Tell me your evil plan. It's a great you idea. add a mini Halo Reach game to the phone. Well, that's been discussed. I think that's been discussed publicly. But the key, In fact, did you have Brandon Watson on, yeah, on your show? I don't think we talked about did that. Did he admit that, you know, the, the, sure the, the killer app for the phone is some Xbox game yeah. in XNA? Yeah. That's when my teenagers or my son the, would want it. I'm not even worried about the game itself. The main yeah. thing is that success in that game gives you something in the regular Halo game. Right. And right. it's the only your, your way to get Your points or your status goes up. Or you get up. a new gun. It yeah. could, or you actually, get some kind of armor. It could actually be just an inventory program. I mean, it doesn't have to be a game. It could be just some ancillary utility for... That, that's another game. element of it, this idea that the, the phone becomes an extension of your gaming system. Right. Maybe even so, a controller. Yeah. Or you have your buddy play alongside you on the phone. Like all you got to do is press the magic button at the right time and poof, you've got some new feature that you can't get without the phone. If they do that, then you've got a good yeah. consumer uh, strategy. You will sell a whole bunch but of them to 15-year-old boys. There's a company that owns the consumer market in phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they could yeah. produce a rock and paint it white and call it iRock and everyone would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, God bless them. They've yeah. built a yeah. brand and a, and a brand identity well, and a strategy. I have one and I got to say, I love it. Yeah. I, I, love I have it. one too. I use this now. I've been using this for five, six months, but yep. I have one in a, in a closet. Yep. <laughs> I just miss ESPN Score Center. That's what I miss on my iPhone. <sighs> That's not out yet, ESPN Score Center. Well, in the app store for the WinPhone 7 seems to be going way crazy. better. Crazy. Crazy. It's yeah. Tens yeah. of thousands of every, apps already. Every day. And now, you know, it's funny. You know, I'm all, I'm all, we're all account. about, it's funny how we've changed from pure engineering through the years to like usability. The right. three of us. Right. Yeah. We yeah, absolutely we have. have. Yeah. And now they really need to work on the search because the Windows Marketplace for the Windows Phone 7, I mean, there's there's a ton of apps yeah, on this yeah. thing. It's already a debacle. Like the iPhone yeah. store is a debacle. You can't. You find know, they're anything. suffering under their own success, which yeah. I think yeah. is cool. But uh, yeah, here if I can get an AT and T signal, I'll uh, I'll show you the the marketplace here. Every day, more and more apps come into this thing, and good. I mean, like real apps. Uh, pretty cool. So you're saying that they there is a search, but it's difficult to use. What are you saying in terms of the marketplace? I, I'm saying that, you know, the app started appearing about a week ago. Yeah. When we were in Europe. Yeah. I was showing you, you know, yeah. like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly there were a thousand apps there and there was no real effective way to find them. So is there now? I'm going to look. Oh. <laughs> He's looking <laughs> the, right the, now. You know, these, these people did an uh, awesome job that they, they, they're essentially pushing updates to this thing yeah. through Windows Update. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's no phone that does that. Yeah. They have a consistency and platform that allows them to do that. Yeah. You, it's seamless. You, you don't see what's happening. I mean, it. This, but Silverlight is the big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the big winner here. Yeah. See, there still isn't a see, search. I, I, I have to I go hear to the black sports. helicopters coming. Yep. Maybe we're talking a little too much about the phone. You know, black helicopters land, <laughs> come down the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Take your phone away. So, are, is internet allergy building phone apps? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Not just for WinPhone Seven. You're building on the other. Yeah, we have some. Uh, we have some demo apps in the marketplace right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some consumer-based apps for some big companies. Um, really, though, Internology, most of the software we build for real customers, as right. opposed to Microsoft, uh, is is enterprise. Yeah. Well, and I got to think the enterprise story when we when it finally comes out is going to be amazing because you because it's all Silverlight and building apps 
that run in my enterprise normally, and then the phone's just an extension. Are we just it. talking about, you know, because we can snuggle up to Exchange and SharePoint and things like that easier than you can on an iPhone? Is that what well, really makes it an enterprise? Well, that's certainly a... That's a huge benefit of this. Yep. I mean, accepting a calendar invite on my iPhone is all, always a terrifying experience. Yeah. It sometimes yeah. just goes away. It, oh, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. There are yeah. huge bugs. Yeah. Uh, this, this thing, of course, is seamless with the uh, Office stack right. um, up and down, including SharePoint. Um, that, that there, there is a feature I really need that isn't in the version one. I, we need, we need um, like an enterprise install. Uh, right now, the only way to deploy an application is through the marketplace. Oh, right, right. And, you know, maybe the largest retailer in the world is is okay with that. Right. You know, pulling down that. But, you know, some of our corporate customers, they, they, they're not retail apps. They're right, not yeah. consumer apps. They don't want to put them... They want the to deploy directly to their devices yeah. in, within their infrastructure. Right. And that's a, that's a version two thing that I think is going to happen quickly, but nonetheless. Oh, so you uh, do see that coming? Oh, they, that's their number one request. Really? Yeah. It's, that's the top of the list. Well, it's the one thing Apple's never done. There's no effective way to deploy to an iPhone. Apple's a consumer device. Yeah. Right. Well, we're talking about an enterprise. Okay. That's, that's, at least that's my distinction. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it certainly does have consumer appeal. I mean, all the social networking features, Twitter and Facebook. Oh, uh, this, this on thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. If it you is. Like if, you're, if you're active in Twitter and Facebook and that, that's totally integrated. Um, for a guy like me, who's not much of a Facebook guy, I mean, I have a gazillion friends, but you know, I don't really update my status yeah. very frequently. The, the, the implementation here is brilliant, though, because they take, like, the picture, your picture on Facebook, mm-hmm. and if you don't have it in Outlook or in Exchange, they just apply it. So if I, you know, if I do a, a search, you know, we don't have video here, but if I do a search on Carl... I'll get your picture. Uh, that that's pretty darn creative. That is cool. That, that you know the, these folks, Joe Belfiore and all those folks mm-hmm. at Microsoft who who paid attention to design, have done a darn good job. And I'm not a design type guy. Right. But you know when you start using it, you get you get a usability type attribute. Mm-hmm. You ever find yeah. you know well you don't, but Richard, you use Facebook, and I know you guys do. You ever find yourself just. Uh, wondering why you just updated your status, like why did I, why did I do that? Oh, what are, you know, what I, I just updated my status to updating my status. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's profound. What I don't understand is why Richard updates his Facebook status every f- two minutes while he's waiting for an airplane in an airport. <laughs> it's not true. It is totally true. I don't have to. I'm boarding the plane. (laughs) We're 10 minutes late. You totally are guilty of that. I do that on Twitter, not on Facebook, but yes. But that bubbles up. You know, the Twitter thing bubbles up. I disconnected it. Okay. Thank you. I'm I'm here to serve, my friend. I turned it off for you. Well, you know, I have a certain number of Facebook friends who live vicariously through me travel-wise, so they like to hear about, uh, you know, where, where I am. But, uh, you know, the rest of the world doesn't care. Yeah, that's, that's cool. There you go. There's he, he just brought up Richard's profile. Pulls up my profile, my picture from, from Nepal, but she came Facebook. off of Facebook. So that pulled your picture off right. of Facebook. And my status is I'm at Dev Connections in Las Vegas. Yep. And it's been that way all week. Okay. He's very defensive. I'll leave you alone. All right. <laughs> I'm boarding an airplane. <laughs> Again. Yeah. As, a, as a product company... Uh, the challenges really are not technical. I, I no, know where you're going with this. No, yeah, the challenges are purely marketing 
and the know, business part, yeah. the business part, distribution. Um, you, you you just hooked up with the right people. Is that well? The deal? Um, so I didn't continue the story. I didn't finish the story. So you know, I mean, the, with this network of of uh, incredible business people, they essentially gave me a COO. Really? Um, yeah. And like I, I didn't know they were doing it. They were just so savvy about it. You know, I had a little lunch meeting, and then they said, "Tim, we think he should be part of this." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, he's a Canadian of all things. His name's so Jay he must Hutton. Be smart. He must be smart. His name's Jay Hutton. He's he's done five successful software companies, all hmm. profitable. He's awesome, but he's a business guy who appreciates yeah. engineering. Yeah. Right. So that's what it takes to do a product company. Right. Right. Um, there's there's you know, .NET's 10 years old. There's, there's tons of resources, even outside of internology, that can build great software. Yeah. Right? Um, so the, the tricks are distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, telling the world what you have. Right. Internology for 10 years has built software the world needs, and yeah. no one knows it. Yeah. Right? Um, an interesting dilemma to fix. Unfortunately, it takes a ton of money yeah. to tell the world you need, they need your thing. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I mean the trade-off here is Internology doesn't actually care to tell anybody because it's their, the customers they've got pay for the product and you're, you're and done. One and done, right? right? You don't know Internology's name, you know Microsoft or right. some of our other ISV you're, you're customers. customers. But if you're going to make a product company, the whole point here is you're not being paid to build the build the product. You have to sell it to make right. that money back. Right. Um, yeah, it sets up perfectly, right? Because every every kiosk deal we're involved in and there's some big ones they always want something custom so, <laughs> right interknowledge and the kiosk vendors don't do that right they don't do custom mm. uh, and for reasons you don't want to fork the code base and yeah, you know yeah. there's reasons for that but i mean it's a it's a per- this isn't a unique relationship there's right. plenty of service firms like us mm-hmm. that have product components rob howard's company yeah, essentially them. went from all service to little product, now they're no service in big product. Right. All right, just an update here. You know, I just updated my status to updating my status. Guy Beret, who's yes. an RD from uh, Montreal. Canadian. Montreal. Yep. He wrote, uh, writing a comment. That was his and comment was on his your comment. status. Yeah, and Paul Sturgill said, read your status in the first comment, writing a response. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, uh, you know. <laughs> Why do we do Digital this? Digital diarrhea. Why? Digital Why? diarrhea. It is totally that. It is totally that. See, maybe we should still be chiseling this stuff into stones. At least you have to think about it for a while before you do it. Because organizing electrons is just a little too easy. You know, it's just sort of, I look at Facebook as a chuckle machine. I mean, you know, every time <laughs> I want to laugh. Certainly Billy Hollis had that nailed. Yeah. Anytime I want to chuckle, I just look at the status of some people I know. And usually, hopefully, they write something that's entertaining. At least I try to keep it entertaining. Uh, are we about out of time? Man, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's an hour show. Yeah, it's about an hour. So, Tim. Uh, and I have a session. Yeah. I got to do a session after this. What are the sessions that you're doing here? Well, I, I did a NUI session, a natural user interface mm-hmm. session. And um, this is the first conference that's really allowed me to do it at a session level as opposed to like a keynote level that Richard and I do. Yeah. And uh, I was really scared. You know, I lost sleep over whether it would be valid. Because uh, it seems like attendees want to stare at C-sharp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like, you know, that's... And, and we don't stare at a lot of C-sharp in this session. Right. We talk about the natural user interface, and I, I show implementations of the natural user interface. So that, that was a fun one. Um, you, do you guys still do that? You do, the content committee for this yep. show, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So you guys always pick this crazy Visto session that I, I, I give the conferences <laughs> like, here's this 20 sessions I'd like to do. Yeah. And yes. they always pick this little Visto session, Visual, Visual Studio, Studio Tools, for, Tools office. for Office. Right. So I like to make that fun and entertaining. And we do stare at a lot of C Sharp in that one. And we do stare at VB in that one. Uh, and then right after this, I'm doing that data visualization thing that they. Which is very cool. Yeah, that's all the space age 3D software and the stories behind how it's built. And <laughs> I'm getting a deluge of stupid comments now. <laughs> well, you started Keep it. Ray says, I agree with the response. <laughs> Richard Baker commented on your status, liking and commenting on self documenting status and comments. So, Digital just, diarrhea. There you so, go. It never ends. Well, Tim, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have something interesting for us to talk about and think about. Uh, let's uh, give a big hand for Tim Huckabee. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. Woo! .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I'm a.